eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, since this is the beginning of game week, the first one in a long time, I want to warn our audience, (laughs) now's the time for a sound effect. We're going to do the quarterback breakdown here every week. And this time, before there's a game, we're going to look at some of the uh, statistical predictions for Justin Fields, what makes sense. And, Dan, I really enjoyed your look at this kind of anal- analytically and also kind of practically when you do in the Chicago Tribune and chicagotribune.com of what is realistic for Justin Fields. Let's start with passing yards, and then you can take it from there wherever you want it to go. I believe you predicted right around 3,200 passing yards, right around 225 a game. I thought 3,000 would be um, kind of realistic because if he plays in 15 games, 200 yards passing makes a lot of sense. Whatever, if if it's either 3,000 or 3,200, it's going to be a career high, and it's going to be a mark where he has not been that consistent. How how realistic do you think it is to sit here on – you know, first week in September and to project Justin Fields is going to have 3000 or more yards passing. Um, It's reasonable. I mean, it's certainly reasonable. It's within reach. And I think part of this exercise was, was to set realistic goals that are reasonable. They're not too lofty. We didn't say, Hey, go get 4,000. Like you proclaimed you were going to do in the summer. Uh, Let's start, let's start with, with things that, that kind of make sense given statistical trends, given other things, you know, I, I bring this up all the time that the Bears being the last remaining NFL franchise without a 4,000-yard passer is embarrassing in this day and age. You know, there's been uh, 42 quarterbacks in the last 20 years have thrown for 4,000 yards at least once in a season. There were eight players who did it a year ago. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, (laughs) is the the obvious one. And then you've got lower-tier guys like Geno Smith and Jared Goff who were able to do it. No Bears quarterback in the history of the sport has ever uh, reached that. And I I wrote in my piece on ChicagoTribune.com, David, that nothing screams that so bears like a franchise passing milestone that was set during a nine and seven third place season last century. (laughs) So look, I'm not asking Justin to break the 38-38 from Eric Kramer, uh, but you have to be more prolific as a passer. You have to be able to do the things we've talked about all off season, which is develop that pocket presence, that poise, the ability to get rid of the ball quickly, allow your playmakers to do work like they did in that first preseason game and just start to build that production in a way that's meaningful. And so, yeah, I called for 3,200 passing yards, at least seven games with 225 yards. And I asked for three 
of 300 yards. That's a lofty goal. But look, like in this day and age, 2023 in the NFL, that should not be a, a crazy ask. I don't know that he's going to have three 300-yard passing games. I hope, I hope he does. That's a, that is a attainable goal, and it shouldn't be that outrageous. I, I just don't know if they're going to commit to the pass that much or have to at times. But I, I do think the others are, are realistic. And, and if he does fall short and he doesn't get 3,000 yards passing, I think it's going to make a, quite a statement depending on how they're able to move the ball other than that or how available he is or isn't. So, yeah, I think that what you established, what I established, I think those are both within within reason. I think the sports books all have it at around 2,800 right now. So, you know, when, when Vegas is setting it that low, you know there's some questions out there, and we're just asking for a little bit more. One of the key things, I think, in terms of your prediction was the turnover uh prediction and I think 10 or fewer interceptions eight or fewer fumbles that seems like if if those numbers stay below those thresholds that it's going to be a very efficient offense and I think that they're going to strike the balance if that's the case between Justin Fields game breaker and Justin Fields game manager you don't want them to be too much of a game manager and then you don't want him to be so aggressive to try to be the game breaker you want him to come somewhere in between and i think it, those numbers probably imply that if he were to be that careful with the football and protect it as well as that he, he would accomplish that well we talked previously about luke getsy putting forth that directive of don't lose the game you know if you get tricked don't lose the game just make sure you keep all of the sloppiness to a minimum if, if possible justin's had 25 career starts he's thrown 21 interceptions and fumbled the ball 28 times only seven of those lost last year there were people said look he didn't throw a whole lot of interceptions well he didn't throw the ball a lot so his interception rate was actually a, a little bit alarming it was a 3.5 percent interception rate a year ago which ranked 31st among qualifying passers in the nfl even more worrisome david it was 7.1 percent in the fourth quarter which ranked 35th among quarterbacks with at least 64th quarter passes and so you see this this uh oh hold on 35th 35th there are 32 teams yeah yeah 35th okay yeah so it tells you look like ball security has not many strength for this quarterback through his first two seasons in the league. Ball security must be a strength of this quarterback in season three if he wants to be this quarterback in season four for the Chicago Bears. So in addition to what you said, the interception total of 10 or below and eight or fewer fumbles, let's add an interception rate of 2.2% or below. That should get you right around the top half of the league, and that is really what you're aiming for in what is a pivotal season here. Now, I also thought it was interesting that you established a, a goal for sacks, which I think can be under can can be influenced certainly by the quarterback. It also could be, you know, predicated by how durable and consistent the offensive line is. It's usually a combination of both, and you have fewer than forty sacks in a sack rate of eight percent or better. Okay, so this one's interesting because. You heard the general manager last week when asked, what are some of the things you're going to be looking for from Justin to confirm that he's moving in the right direction? He said fewer interceptions and take fewer sacks. Like the general manager vocally said that, that that the quarterback has to take fewer sacks, which tells you that he doesn't believe that all of those 55 that just <clears throat> that Justin took in 2022 were the fault of the offensive line, that the quarterback sometimes has to understand when, when trouble is there and get rid of the football and not take these big losses. Justin's sack rate, which Brad Biggs and I ha had both heard from people around the league who said, 
look at this. If you want to see a stat that's going to alarm you, it's the sack rate that Justin Fields had in 2022, and it was up at 14.7%. David, that was not only the worst in the NFL last season, it was the fourth worst among quarterbacks with at least 250 passing attempts since the sack became an official stat in 1982. Okay, so it tells you your quarterback was on his back too often with the ball in his hands and not able to avoid some of those big losses that kill drives, which then kill uh, games, really, and, and, and put you down in that, that realm. Yes, they're going to need to have more stability up front. They're going to need to have more continuity up front. The quarterback's also going to have to understand what is being asked of him in this regard. And so when you ask, hey, fewer than 40 sacks, okay, that's a huge improvement over a year ago, but it's going to be reasonable considering where the league's at. And then the sack rate of 8%, that's considerably better than it was a year ago. Uh, so that's a, a good number to kind of have in the back of your head because uh, that, that's important. Now, look, like the 14.7 is a bit misleading because it, it doesn't take into account some of those sacks that Justin avoided, took off running, and turned into positive yards with, with positive scrambles. So that skews it a little bit, but it's still, when it's the fourth worst since 1982, you understand that it was problematic, and people around the league looked at that and go, whoa, that that is a, a, a jarring number. It does skew it when he's able to make those kind of plays with his feet, but it also contributes to the problem because whenever there might be uh, a situation where he thinks that he can hold on to the ball maybe just a tad bit longer because he can escape the rush, maybe he doesn't, and he didn't take a sack, and so that contributes to it as well which is why he holds on to the ball so long because he feels like he can always just escape pressure. Yeah, no question. And so you, this is this comes back to presence. It comes back to feel. It comes back to poise. And all those things will be tested right away yeah. and through the duration of the season. On to the uh, prediction for explosive plays. In 2022, Justin Fields had 32 completions of at least 20 yards, including five touchdowns. If those numbers are repeated, this is not going to be an offense as explosive as we expect it to be. DJ Moore is here to fix that, to help remedy that. I think if you get a healthy Chase Claypool, it's also going to be a factor. Same with Darnell Mooney. Maybe Roshan Johnson is a home run guy. Don't know. But to me, you've got to have 32 – you have to have much more than 32 completions of at least 20 yards. That's two per game, and that's not going to be good enough for this quarterback to take the next step. So I've asked for 45 explosives, 45 completions of at least 20 yards with seven of those uh, being touchdown passes. Let's get those those explosive touchdowns ticking upwards. I think one of the coolest things to happen in the preseason was two passes completed to DJ Moore for more than 100 yards. One of them was thrown two yards behind the line of scrimmage. One of them was thrown 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage. And so if that, that was uh, a lesson for Justin to understand that we got you this guy for a reason. He's going to help you out. He's going to, in Justin's own words, make your job easy by just getting him the football and letting him use some of his special gifts. That's going to be huge towards creating these explosive plays. You're going to be able to, to hopefully rely on a screen game here and there to, 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 to catch a defense off guard, dump it off to a back, and hope that gets you 22 here and there, right? And so all these things are, are uh, Justin Fields' statistics that Justin Fields isn't solely responsible for, and he's got to understand that, that you don't have to do it all on your own. You have an upgraded supporting cast. Let these guys do some work here. Hopefully that will push these explosive plays upwards uh, to that number that I set, 45. The next category is the one that is the most controversial and the one that basically uh, you've taken the most heat about. And we both together have talked about the inability to come through in the clutch, maybe late in games. The Bears were 31st in the league last year in fourth quarter points. Justin Fields threw six fourth quarter interceptions, which was second to last in the league. Very difficult to 
to kind of quantify this, but I think you know it when you see it. And also there are situations where you just want your quarterback to will the offense, as they say, or just to do something out of the ordinary and become that guy who earns that reputation. You know the quarterbacks I'm talking about in the NFL. We don't have to necessarily go through that. But how does Justin Fields get to the point that he is somebody who sheds that label and maybe is that clutch quarterback? And what are the ways to quantify that? Well, I wrote a little of this in a, a piece on Sunday for ChicagoTribune.com with Cole Komet just saying that like this group needs a breakthrough. And he feels like if we have one of those breakthroughs, now all of a sudden that belief will be there and then that belief will become a snowball that starts to roll in the right direction. You need to have it happen. A year ago, uh, we've mentioned this before on the show, Fields and the Bears were one for 12 on potential game-tying or go-ahead drives that began in the final eight minutes of a game. Their only success was that zero-yard field goal drive to beat the Texans after Roquan Smith gave them an interception with possession inside the uh, Houston 15-yard line. That's not good enough, right? This league is defined by guys who meet the moment when the game is on the line and they don't throw interceptions and they do overcome a bad play and still uh, manage to push the ball down the field, get you in field goal range, get you in the end zone. Those are things that Justin has to do. This is part of taking that next leap. This is part of the things that Ryan Poles and his team in the front office want to see to confirm with their own eyes that they want to continue building with him. Uh, Another stat that threw me, completely was that the bears averaged 3.6 points per game in the fourth quarter a season ago. That's astounding when you consider how often they were playing from behind and how often teams in this league that lose 14 times have the ability to just pile up garbage time stats and get garbage time production that, 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 okay, you know, we're getting blown out. Here we go. You know, we got the, these yards, these points, Mitch Trubisky did it a couple of times to the point where Matt Nagy, threw it out at the end of the game and said, I don't take anything out of that fourth quarter production because we were getting beaten so badly. And that's just garbage time production. The bears didn't even have garbage time production last year, which is, which is startling. And so you got to get past that. You got to get over that hump. Uh, I think the other, the other number was that, uh, you know, fields in, in two years now has, um, really struggled to to get over the fourth quarter hump there. 22 possessions that began in the fourth quarter with a chance to tie the game or put the Bears ahead. The offense has scored on six of those drives. That's oh. got to get better. It's got to get better. Six out of 22. And you remember that night? Remember that Monday night in Pittsburgh when he was a rookie and you just thought like that, that's oh, yeah. it. Like that, you, you thought like that's it. Like that's the special sauce. And that's what this guy's going to do on a regular basis. He hasn't really done it since. And he has to do it regularly in 2023. Uh, for for this to be the the season that everyone in Chicago hopes it's going to be. And if he can, then I think that the future will write itself and there will be a lot fewer concerns and debate and controversy. That is the, that's the next level, right? That's the next thing that's that the he next needs level. to do after he meets some of these other minimums and, and, you know, statistical categories, whatever, what he needs to do is remove the doubt in the fourth quarter and uh, assuming the bears will be improved enough to to be in closer games and not to have to worry about some of these blowout type things but yeah that's a really good realistic expectation for a quarterback to make in year three all right the last two categories i think are kind of combined uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i think starts in the kind of uh more arbitrary juice and some of the intangible thing and i think that when you talk about starts and you say 15, that makes sense to me, especially a, a, a mobile quarterback that's going to be exposed to a lot of you know, punishment and injuries and tackles. So I think 15 is a good goal to have 
uh, and still those two games, that's why a backup matters. And then sort of the juices related to wins and how yeah. many, how many that's kind of related into our next uh, segment about our predictions, but how, how would you combine the two and, and how related do you see those? Well, no, I mean, there's no question that durability is a big piece of this puzzle. And Justin has missed seven starts in his two seasons with uh, injuries to his ribs, his ankle, his shoulder, his hip. He missed a game as a rookie with COVID-19. And so he's got he's had more games that he's missed due to injury or illness than he's had starts that he's won, seven to five. Get on the other side of that as quick as possible. <laughs> 15 starts this year would be a, a, a wonderful, wonderful goal. Uh, it's part of the reason the Bears have have schooled him uh, since the offseason began on understanding how to take care of his body within games, you know, not subjecting himself to unnecessary hits, not using his legs unnecessarily when there's a check down pass available to you. Understand what it means to be durable in this league, what it means to be available in this league. And it's not anything to do with toughness. We've seen Justin take some massive hits, get back up and play through it. But when you do miss seven starts with a, a, a variety of ailments, now you've got to understand, okay, we need you on the football field. You are our guy. You are our engine. And your engine needs to bring the momentum. Your engine needs to bring the juice. Your engine needs to bring the direction. The reason Justin is so beloved in this town right now, David, is because the way he made people feel in 2022 when he made those highlight reel plays. It's an adrenaline rush that's incomparable. People felt that. People inside Soldier Field felt that. Players in that locker room felt that. And so that's what Justin can bring uh, that creates that juice, that energy, that hell yeah, here we go momentum that we talk about for so long. Well, the general manager last week was also asked, what is next level to you mean when you're looking at this evaluation of your quarterback? And he said, win more games. Okay, let's win more games. Three a year ago, let's double that and add one. Let's get to seven wins uh, in 2023. Reasonable goal. I think everyone that listens to this podcast would agree that it's a reasonable goal. And if Justin gets there, then the conversation hopefully is moving in the direction uh, that that Bears uh, organization and the Bears fan hope it's moving in. I think you break it down pretty reasonably, and it is a rational way to look at expectations for this season. But I also think that the starts make sense to me because of what we talked about. But also, if the Bears win seven games, based on the enormous expectations surrounding Justin Fields, I think there'll be a lot of Justin Fields fans and supporters disappointed in seven victories. Seven and ten to me, represents a very realistic season in terms of expectations for this football team and improvement that you know, is is obviously twice as many wins as last year. But given what the way that Justin Fields is 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 thought of in Chicago, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be disappointing to some people? Maybe they're not maybe they're not rooted in reality in in kind of those expectations. And that's the point. That's our point. Your point. Whatever. But seven victories does not sound overly ambitious to me. Oh, it's, look, it's not overly ambitious, but it, yeah, it's reasonable. It's realistic given where they're coming from. You can't fix everything overnight. I, I mean, I, I think inside that building, there's an understanding of, of where they're trying to come from and how steep this climb is. Um, yeah, maybe some people will be disappointed if they lose 10 games, but there will also be people that will find a way to rationalize it and say, oh, we, we, we've thought seven wins all along. And it, 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 I think there's also part of this, David, is what what do those seven wins and those 10 losses look like? That's it. That's you know? it. And, style. And, style yeah. points. But let me ask you this. We had a conversation uh, re revolving around this idea uh, on Tuesday morning with Molly on the Molly and Haw show. If the Bears have a losing record, seven and 10, and Justin Fields has a – in what would be considered a, a Pro Bowl caliber season, is that better 
than the Bears finding a way to win nine or ten games, steal nine or ten games on the basis, and, and Justin Fields not really convincing anybody that he is the guy. Or is that even inconceivable? If if they're going to win 10 is the thought process, well, he's going to have to be the guy. This um, year, yeah, I think that's the case. I don't think okay. you've got – like this isn't Mitch where you were surrounded by the best defense in the NFL, you know, and you got credit for a bunch of stuff that was based on that's, that's, what Khalil Mack and Akeem yeah. Hicks and Eddie Jackson did, you know, uh, and, and those wins piled up on your ledger. I don't think this team is talented enough to – carry the quarterback i think the quarterback has to be a big part of pushing down the accelerator and pushing them forward so it's just a a different setup this year in that regard i think this is going to be a fascinating year because if you're saying that justin fields is going to carry the bears to seven victories i'm not sure i'm going to be convinced but i think i'm just going to keep an open mind 